0: And welcome to episode 55 of the podcast. Now, last year, I had a message from a listener asking if I'd do an episode on character interaction, the different types of interaction that can occur and what the benefits are of using those different types. So in this episode, I want to address this issue of character interaction. And we'll be looking at the goals or objectives that we might want to achieve when we have our characters interact with each other. And we'll also look at the practical steps we can take to get the most out of those interactions as we try to meet our objectives in the story that we're telling. So along the way, I'm also going to have a look at intimate versus remote interaction and a special case of character interaction, which is where the character interacts with themselves. So let's start by looking at character interaction and how this particular tool in the writer's tool belt can help us to achieve our objectives. Now, when it comes to the issue of key goals and objectives in writing, I'm always reminded of what Sol Stein says in his book, Solutions for Writers. Very early on there, he tells us that our overall aim as writers is, and I quote, to provide the reader with an experience that is superior to the experiences that the reader encounters in everyday life. Now, I've always believed that this is the case. Our job is to capture and enthrall the reader, to take her out of the here and now, to mesmerise, to entertain. Now that can be done through producing Pulitzer Prize literature or a fat mass market paperback you can pick up at the airport for a flight. It doesn't really matter which kind it is, the objective and the goal is the same. To provide that experience for our reader which is superior to the one that they have in everyday life. And to achieve that, we're going to have to excel across all of the dimensions of our writing. And I'm going to explore how character interaction can enhance and assist with three of those dimensions in this podcast. And those three are developing our characters, managing the story, and creating a distinctive voice. Let's have a look at character first of all. In previous episodes, I've talked about what we need to achieve with our characters. And our main aim, I believe, with characters is to create the character essence. That is the recognisable core of the character, which once they've identified it, will stick in the reader's mind. And to support this with character interaction, I'd recommend that you consider introducing your character through interaction with another character and have that interaction happen, certainly on the level of dialogue, but also something else as well. One of the themes that I'll keep coming back to in this episode is the fact that whilst dialogue and conversation between characters is the main medium for interaction, we should also be really keen to exploit the whole range of possible character interactions to achieve the objectives that we've got in our story and to enrich the work that we're producing. So, for example, if your two characters, Bill and Rachel, talk to each other, that's going to tell us something within the context of the story about those two people. But if they're arguing, or if one of them is violent, or one of them reacts in some physical way, sweating, crying, shaking, that takes the whole thing to a new level. And all of these are aspects of character interaction, and they can tell us a whole lot more than just the content of the dialogue absolutely use dialogue, absolutely use spoken words between characters, but exploit the whole range of interactions that are possible. And I'll be giving you plenty of examples of those in this episode. The next objective with characters is to create goals, motivations and passions for them. One of our key objectives to get the story moving and to give it a big engine is, to quote Gene Cavellos, getting your character off the couch. Give the character a reason to get up and get going and give the reader a reason to care. And again, the medium of dialogue will certainly help you do that job, but bring in other dimensions of interaction that crank things up a bit, that ratchet up the tension, that heighten the interest and make your story more compelling. For example, it's one thing in your fantasy story for the dragon to swoop down on the christening party, do a bit of monologuing about how feeble the humans are, steal the baby and fly away. How much more satisfying that scene is if the king sees his own reflection in the black pit of the dragon's eye, if the queen feels the dragon's hot breath on her face, if the court stands in horror as the delicate bamboo ribs of the princess's cot begin to crack and snap as the dragon's talons close around it. That is character interaction. Now, the next objective with characters is around defining the interior life of your character. And again, character interaction can help here. And it can be done through that special case of character interaction, which is where the character interacts with themselves through soliloquies and perhaps monologues. But as a writing tool, we know that we have to be very careful in handling this. If you have your characters producing reams of consciousness, it's very likely that the reader will get bored. But concentrated, well-presented reflections from the character to themselves in their voice can work really well as a way of moving the plot along and giving the reader an insight into the mind and essence of that character. And these moments can allow you to show the reader some of the more intimate habits of your character. What do they do when the door is shut and they're alone? What emerges in terms of their darker side, their hidden side? Perhaps something good can come out. Good deeds can be done in darkness as well as bad ones. So certainly let your character talk to themselves a little bit, but let's broaden that out. Perhaps the reader can see the character pampering themselves or harming themselves or indulging in the habits and addictions which are hallmarks and elements of their character. And finally, we need to think about the characteristics of our characters. And there are so many examples of characters being enhanced by the right characteristics. And I've covered this in episode 49 of the podcast. Those characteristics are a delight if you can use them in interaction with another character. I want to use an example from the world of film for this. If you remember the first harry potter film the first time we see severus snape his entrance into the potion class go onto youtube or somewhere and just find that clip where he first comes in and what you'll notice there is that that character is interacting with all of the kids in the class and the levels at which that interaction happen are tone of voice the content of the words he says the way he's clothed the bang of the door as he comes into the classroom and the attention that he gives to different pupils once he's there For Snape, his hair, his clothing and some of the other markers which define his character support the creation of that character and a lot of that comes through character interaction. Let me give you another example. Think about President Snow from The Hunger Games. Katniss describes him as smelling of blood and roses. It's a wonderful feature, a powerful use of character interaction through smell and we know that smell, of course, is one of the most potent senses. So let's move on now and think about managing the storyline. Now, telling a story is a juggling act. We try to move the reader along at the right pace while managing all of the other dimensions involved in telling the story. So character, voice, theme, setting, all of it. And character interaction is a critical ally in making that story move at the correct pace. And again, there are plenty of opportunities to use some imagination. To support the storyline, dialogue and conversation will probably be the main form of interaction. But what else can you use? How about the medium of sound? Could you use music to move your plot along? What about other cues to move things along? A particular scent in the air? A handwritten letter? The feel of a piece of material? Clues and developments in your plot can be presented across the whole range of senses and both through intimate interaction, characters being physically with each other and remote interaction, characters being far apart. And that range of sensory interactions can be particularly useful if you're writing in the horror genre or in the suspense thriller genre where you want to deliver a clue or a piece of information or you want to heighten the tension in an unusual or intriguing way. You can see that these characters can interact across that range of senses and of course remotely and intimately. Maybe your characters can communicate using arrows fired through open windows or carrier pigeons or through crossword clues or crop circles, messages in the sand. Take this opportunity to enhance and get the best out of character interaction by using your imagination. Let's move on and think about voice then. Regular listeners to the podcast will know that I am a big fan of the importance of voice. I have had conversations with editors who have told me that voice is the number one thing that they look out for in new writing. I've read as perhaps of you, superlative pieces of prose. And I've wondered why they're so good. And it's come down to the author's voice. Can character interaction help us to enhance voice? Well, yes, of course it can. We've already mentioned this in the context of using the character's voice in their own heads, but the character can also use their voice very distinctively to speak to others or even to the reader. And a great example of this comes from the beginning of J.D. Salinger's classic tale, The Catcher in the Rye. The opening paragraph says this. If you really want to hear about it, the first thing you'll probably want to know is where I was born and what my lousy childhood was like and how my parents were occupied and all before they had me and all that David Copperfield kind of crap, but I don't feel like going into it if you want to know the truth. That's just the opening paragraph, but even in those few words, the author captures the voice of the protagonist and presents it to us, the reader. Subsequent paragraphs reinforce that. In that interaction with the reader, we have an immediate sense of who this character is. Now, voice is a function of language, but it can also be a function of character interaction. Any character interaction might achieve one or more of the objectives that we've been talking about. And remember, we aren't just talking about conversation here. We're talking about that range of senses that can be engaged in a scene. For example, in my short story, Traveller's Blues, two of the characters, Blake and Derek, have a conversation in the mess of their transport ship. Their interaction happens at the level of conversation, but the voice is of the piece is also developed by their engagement with the surroundings, the noise of the ship, the taste of the coffee. So all of the objectives that we have as authors can be met by using character interaction. And the main medium for this is likely to be conversation. And I've explored dialogue in other episodes, and I expect I will do so again. But let's not forget all of the other options for interactions. There are five human senses, not just one. Let's take advantage of them. I want to take a moment now as well to talk about intimate versus remote channels of interaction. By intimate channels, I mean dialogue or interaction between two characters who are present with each other. And that would span those five senses. Sound, smell, touch, taste and feeling or sensation. And these channels of interaction have an immediacy that allow for a much richer spectrum of engagement between characters. It's one thing to have your characters sharing difficult news on the phone, but it's quite another thing if, for example, they're together in the hospital room, listening to the machines, smelling the scent of disinfectant. It's one thing to have lovers talking to each other, but it's quite another thing to have your characters together, buck naked, in a confined space, either because they want to be like that, Or perhaps because they're scared for their lives. Or maybe both of those things. So I hope you can see that intimate interaction just cranks everything up a little bit. It lends itself to pace, to intensity, to attraction and repulsion, to desire and fear. Remote channels have their place as well. Letters, phone calls, texts, emails and so on. All of them are especially useful if you want your characters to be given a sense of omniscience or dominance over the world or over other characters in your story. In La Liaison Dangereuse, the principal characters converse by letter, giving them a sense of superiority over the lesser mortals around them that they play with and abuse. And interestingly, those principal characters, their ruin is all the more powerful at the end. Another thing to bear in mind, if you're using intimate character interaction, remember the power of silence in intimacy. Silence, between the antagonist and their petrified victim, silence between lovers, silence in the courtroom as a judge prepares to pronounce sentence. If we take, for example, the antagonist who captures their victim, in silence, the antagonist can do so much, prepare instruments of torture, click the safety catch on a gun, even start to draw a knife across flesh and draw blood. Now, any scene where there is silence gives you that great opportunity to explore the other sensory interactions and they will crowd in and intensify in that space. So in a silent scene, what the characters can feel and touch and smell and see becomes all the more powerful. So I wanna finish now by just giving you five tips or summaries for using character interaction to best effect. First of all, the main medium for character interaction is through dialogue and that's absolutely fine, but remember to exploit the full range of senses, the full range of opportunities for character interaction. And by doing that well, you can actually enhance and achieve so many of the objectives you have for characters in the telling of your story. Second thing, intimate modes of communication can sharpen character. Remote ones can be good for story development, giving your characters an omniscient feel. Third thing, if you want to develop characters, think about developing them two or more at a time. Have your characters talk to each other, especially early on in the story when you want to set out your stall powerfully and clearly for what the essence of those characters is. And again, it's one thing to have them talking to each other, but make them argue, make them exasperated with each other. Give that early conversation all kinds of flavours, taste, touch, smell, sight. Fourth thing, use your imagination. Make the characters interact with each other in unusual ways. Maybe one character plays a trick on another. Maybe they tell a joke. Maybe they send a gift. There are so many options that you have. And all of these things have the merit of being able to make your story sharper and more attractive and more convincing. Fifth thing, use character markers and character interaction to develop the characters and to enrich your work. The scent of a person, the color of their eyes, the tone of their voice, All of these things give depth and interest to the story, especially when we see other characters interacting with these different dimensions. So to sum all this up, the main medium for character interaction is dialogue between two characters, sometimes a character on their own, sometimes amongst a bunch of characters. But we should take the time to think and be imaginative across the whole spectrum of senses and allowing your characters to interact across that whole range of senses, both intimately and remotely, will help you to achieve all of the objectives you have across all of the dimensions of your story. So that's it for this episode. I hope that's been useful to you. Today I have referred to the following works. Solutions for Writers by Sol Stein, published by Souvenir Press. The film Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone from the Book of That Name by J.K. Rowling, published by Bloomsbury. The Hunger Games series by Suzanne Collins, published by Scholastic. Traveler's Blues by Andrew J. Chamberlain, available as an ebook on all main platforms, and La Liaison Dangereuse by Pierre de Laclau, which is in the public domain. I'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with the next regular episode, but before then, next week, I'm releasing an extra episode, which is going to be a deep dive into the world of current science fiction and fantasy in literature and on screen, with debut novelist and former film executive Al Robertson. And it's going to be a deeper conversation and one to savour rather than the regular 15-minute blast. So I do hope you enjoy it. In the meantime, I'll get some show notes up on Pinterest for this episode. Go to pinterest.com and just look up the Creative Writers Toolbelt to get those. We have a group on Goodreads. Go there and tell us what you're writing, ask any questions you want to. Just go to goodreads.com, look up the Creative Writers Toolbelt there. You can drop me a line, andrew at andrewjchamberlain.com. I love to hear from listeners. Drop me a line, tell me what's happening, tell me if you've got any writing issues, and we'll have a conversation. That's it for now. As ever, thank you for listening, and goodbye. (music)